to another episode of the Rayados 90 podcast. I'm your host, Eduardo Rosso, and joining me as always is Patrick Meehan. Pat, uh, first, um, before we get to uh, this depressing week, even though it started off good, um, how was your uh, Halloween, if you did anything? Uh, no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I, well, my job did something, but other than that, that's that's about it. But okay. I've always been boring at Halloween. I don't like the the whole dressing up and all that. I don't yeah. know. Just <laughs> too much. Uh, but but let's uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I I kind of want to avoid talking Raelos because, I mean, the the week started off good. Uh, Pachuca, there was a even though they kind of held on against Pachuca and that 3-2 win Stefan Medina obviously was given a red card like in the last what is it like 15 minutes of the match or somewhere around there but uh, it started off good you had Nico Sanchez score the first uh, for for Royalos and then I think if I'm not mistaken Pachuca tied it and then it was um, I think it was no Rodolfo Pizarro made it 2-1 and then, obviously, Nico Sanchez got his second of the game, made it 3-1. And then when uh, they were, I think, yeah, this is when they were already down 10 men, if I'm not mistaken. Pachuca tied it. And, you know, Raedos were able to hold on. and, and Well, not tied it, but put it 3-2. Not tied it. Yeah, my, my, my mistake. 3-2. I'm, I'm already getting ahead of myself with the, the next match that we're going to be talking about. Dreadfully. But, yeah, Pachuca made it 3-2. And... Rayados, they held on to to get that three two win. But just let's just talk about Pachuca first. What what were what did you think of the match? What were some positive signs? Um, obviously, it was the first. Uh, I think it was the first win for for Monterrey under Turco Mohamed because yeah, they they drew against Chivas and obviously they had that week off and and they got the win against Pachuca. But what were some signs that you liked? From from either the tactics, the players, what, what was something that kind of gave you some positive vibes heading into uh, this past Saturday? Yeah, uh, well, I, it was his second win because they won in the Copa Mekis. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, first league, first league. There you go, first league, first um, league match that they won. Yeah, and uh, but no, it was a good game in general. I think even the Chivas game was a good game. I mean, they created their opportunities. At, um, Turco's tactics were happening. Um, it, just the same thing again. The, the attackers were not finishing the plays, and we had to go to our second resource, which is the corner kicks, and that's where Nico Sanchez appears. That's where he scored most of his goals. So, yeah, it just we still have the same problem: the fact that our our attackers do not finish it. Yeah. They, you know, and they, then we rely they get all on the Nico opportunities. Sanchez. They get all the opportunities. They just don't score it. And then, yeah, we rely on Nico Sanchez to score a header or two. That's pretty much it. But I think the tactics as a whole, I, I love it. Like this yeah. is, the kid creates twenty opportunities yeah. a game or more. <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, it's just the man. I, I, I think let, let's just transition to the Veracruz game because. It's, it's hard to talk positivity because it, it, it was it was going good because I, obviously Atlas lost against um, San Luis and like I think they, they, San Luis got like the 
the, the second goal in stoppage time. And then Pumas tied with Puebla. So, like, a lot of things were falling in line for Monterrey to get actually, you know, put themselves in a good position to try to make the Liguilla. And then Saturday happened. And yeah. I haven't checked the, the standings right now. I'll check it out as we as we go along right here. But, man, oh, man, how do you first start losing against Veracruz? And how can you, like, okay, let, let's take it. Let's try to break this down. What were some of the moments in the match that kind of frustrated you? Because number, I have number, I have one soul, not soul, but like the, big reason what frustrated me but what was what was just one it could be player it could be certain plays but what was the one thing you can pick out of this match against uh veracruz that kind of frustrated you and made you just just want to turn off the game yeah one thing that frustrated me a lot was uh, pizarro uh, it's looking at pizarro not in the sense that pizarro was frustrating but how he uh reacted to his teammates just missing everything, losing everything, bad passes, bad decision-making. And you just looked at Pizarro and he was like, you know, uh, going like, oh my God, what's happening in this game? And that's what happened. Like Pizarro all game long created everything and and the team, his teammate just didn't didn't exist. And yeah, that, that was frustrating me the most. I remember... I remember just looking at at that and 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 feeling frustrated the whole game. Pizarro just hating his time during that game. <laughs> yeah, he was always like when something went wrong, he was always just looking up to the sky, like saying, yeah, yeah. "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" And for me, it was Rogelio Funes Mori not knowing where <laughs> or when to be on side because he had two goals taken away because he was offside. And those two goals obviously would have made a difference because they were scored way before Veracruz scored. And yeah. it's just like, like like we did in that live stream. It's just like, how do you not know as a professional at a high level when you're offside? When, like, come on. There I like has... that graphic that you put. That you oh, put yeah. After. I tweeted out. I'm like, can somebody show this guy, somebody on the sideline, say, hey, this is offside. <laughs> This yeah. is onside. Like it's it's just it's it's frustrating because this is this type of stuff you expect from like players playing at the park or or some type of rec league. You don't expect this from someone who's playing in the first division at the highest level in Mexico. It's just like come on, dude. Like it's been a constant trend. It, it's just this just isn't a one off. He's been doing this. For like the past yeah. two or three tournaments, where it's just become a a, a consistent trend. It's like, dude, Monterrey needs a they need a goal. They score it, but it's offside. Or it's just like, come on, like I can forgive you if it's a if it's a one off. It's here and there, but if if it's con- consistently, it's just like, come on. A- and you have somebody who's right behind you that's probably at the same level you're at and you're screwing up like this it's just like i i i don't know what to say about him anymore i'm surprised he still starts he only has like five goals on the season yeah and i'm like i, I want vincent jansen to start like 
Well, we're going to talk about what we're expecting these last two matches that kind of feel irrelevant now. But I don't know. Like, I think some of these players are just playing their last couple of matches. I think some of them, they need a reality check. They've been comfortable for too long. And, yeah, it's, it's, some of these players just, just need a reality check. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Funes Mori is one is one of the other the other guys that frustrated me during this whole this whole game. Uh, Ponchito Gonzalez also frustrated me a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was just bad. He missed a lot of ch- uh, clear passes, just simple passes. Um, yeah, it was a frustrating game in general, you know. And what's funny, or it's ironic, I guess, is that a lot of people were kind of like joking that Veracruz is going to beat Monterrey just because they got that first win against Puebla earlier in the week. And and I guess they were pointing at some of like the European giants that were falling to like last place teams or teams that they shouldn't be losing to. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, all that stuff was came true. Or all that, I don't know if they want to call it a jinx, but, but all that came true. And... It's it's just like how do you lose to a second division team? Like, yes, Veracruz are in the first division, but in reality, they're a second division team. Like, yeah, yeah they they just when uh, when Kazim Richards when he scored that goal, I was like, I, I legit it's just started laughing. Like, I, I I was at the point where it's just like, of course, of course, like as the <laughs> as the minutes went by, like. It, that the clock was ticking and ticking and ticking and it got later into the match. I was just like, of course, of yeah. course, of course this is happening. Yeah. And... I remember, I remember after I go, I went and went to Twitter and saw like the timeline, which is full of laughs. <laughs> yeah. That's what I saw too. That's, it was just like, of course, the, this team of course is going to do this. They're going to, they're going to, lose to Veracruz, a team that they have no business losing to, but maybe it's maybe it's our fault for believing in this team when all season long they've yeah. shown us that they can't beat teams that they're supposed to beat. Yeah. They, str- they, they struggled against San Luis. They struggled against um, Juarez. Both of those were losses. They lost to... Uh, they, they tied with uh, Veracruz, like those three teams, you should get all nine points, and instead and they only got goals. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter where they're playing, whether it be in San Luis, whether it be Juarez, whether it be Veracruz, like those three games, you should get all nine points. That should be the expectation, especially when you got a squad worth close to $100 million US. Those three matches should be nine points, and yeah. if they win those three, they're in the Liguilla. Yeah, it's simple as that. Yeah, we, like we you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, those three teams that shouldn't have no business beating you, you're in the Liguilla. Or, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, you're, they're in the Liguilla. That would be, um, I think they got, what, 18 points now? I think. Uh, oh, no, they got 21 because I know they beat, um, uh, they beat, um, Pachuca. I think they have 21. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't, I haven't looked, uh, since, uh, the Veracruz match began after I, I, I after that was over. I didn't even look. I didn't even care if they make it because, like we were saying, and we're going to talk about in in our second segment. We at this point we don't want them to qualify because it would save people's jobs. 
But just getting back to the match, what was your reaction when you saw Kazim Richards' header go into into the net? Yeah, something like something something like that, like a laugh, like a oh my god. And then right after it was like a okay, okay, you know, it'll be awesome if they lose. Like I'm I'm hoping they lose just because it will just freaking people will just freaking lose it. And if people freaking lose it, uh, we're in for a freaking you know uh, uh, circus in Monterey like it's been in the past few weeks, and. Uh, and people will lose their jobs. Uh, so yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of people that needs that need to lose their jobs. Yeah. And and this and and losing to Veracruz would have just absolutely absolutely done that that instant. You know, it would it wouldn't even wait until until later in the season. But you know, they ended up tying, and now they can still qualify, and now some jobs can still be safe. And you know what kind of made me even laugh a little bit more was the I think this was the the scoring chance before they actually scored that tying goal but there was the the free kick for Miguel Ayun who mm-hmm. who uh, who obviously put it into the into the box um I think I think it was just uh I think I'm not sure if it went off the you know the free kick went off Cesamonte's head and then uh, it went. Um, yeah, it hit the crossbar. Yeah. And just yeah, like it was like of course when they need a goal, it, it, they just come up short. Like it, it just summarized this whole season. Like when we needed this team to to play well and beat teams that they're supposed to beat, they came up short. <laughs> and it's just like just replay that goal. That goal should should be the one that sums up the season. For the 2019 Apertura, for for Monterrey, it was just that 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 inability to get the goal when they really needed to, and it's just like they finally had that urge to to they they were fighting for that at least draw because they didn't want to be humiliated, even though the draw was still humiliating enough because you need you you can't be tying against Veracruz when you know you need the three points and. I don't know. It was just that whole match. I after, after, after it was over, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch the rest of the two matches. Like, I, I don't know if I want to just continue watching this team. Right? Like, I I feel like I need a break. Yeah. From 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 them. It's 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 like I don't want to compare it to a toxic relationship, but it kind of is. It's just, you're just at that point where it's just like. Yeah, we need a break from each other because right now you're just bringing so much misery and negative energy to to this. But is there anything else that you want to point out before I ask you what individual players stood out to you in a negative way in that match against Veracruz? Uh, yeah, no, it was frustrating. Um, it was just, just that, um, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you can say, yeah, uh, you know, the ball doesn't go into the back of the net. And yeah, you understand it. But when every single game is the same, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's just, it's, 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 uh, we needed a break. I wanted, I wanted this one to be the last game of the season. I don't want to watch the other two. I'm going to watch them, but I don't want to. Uh, I just wish the, the season was over. I wish we don't even get into the Liguilla pretty much just because I want the season to be over. 
and 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 I want and I want to see some changes. I want to see some changes. I want to see players leave. I want to see players come in, and that's what I want right now. Uh, just yeah. a fresh start, you know, like a fresh slate of, of 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 people. Like not nothing in their backpacks, nothing holding them back. Just something fresh, and uh, it's something we need for a long, long time. Uh, yep. Hopefully, we get it this winter. Which uh, w- what w- what's we'll the see. sucky part about that is that nothing can be done until January. We still got two more months. We still got this month that just started in November. And then we have December that obviously has the Club World Cup. And I'm not looking forward to watching the Club World Cup just because I think it's going to be another kick in the in the junk. Just yeah, because I'm... this team isn't mentally ready to go there. This team... I, I'd be surprised if they beat... I, I think El Saad is going to win that opening match. But I'd be surprised if, if Monterrey beats El Saad just because I don't expect them to do much. And that coach and, and that and that and that team is coached by by Xavi. So it's so, you know, and, and they like their coach. So this team is it's, it's, it's in their backyard. They're being coached by someone they like. And. We'll we'll just see what happens there, but how are you? What 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 are you looking forward to these last two matches or these last three? If you want to count the Tuesday match against um, Cafeteleros and then whatever happens in the Club World Cup. Imagine the Copa Megas right now. Oh my God! <laughs> I see no that I see that Rompas tweet that he that's all he cares for is the Copa Megas. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I I don't even. Oh yeah, I just I'm not. I kind of forgot that they beat. Um, I don't know who they beat. I think we yeah, have Leones Negros. Um, yeah, Leones Negros. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I, that slips my mind. But but yeah, what are you expecting these last two matches of the season, and then uh, whatever happens at the at the Club World Cup? I don't know. I don't expect anything uh, to change really. Uh, or what are you looking to see? Like what what's something that? Yeah, what what's something that that at least something that you're looking to see? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's rough. Just, just I want to see Jansen minutes. I want to yeah, see Jansen minutes. That's the, I think that's, that's a pretty the much it. Only thing that's kind of holding me together. But like, for the rest okay. Of these two matches. But just because I remember last semester I wanted maxi minutes. I wanted maxi mesa minutes. Maxi mesa minutes. But when they gave him minutes, it was in those matches uh, where they rotated the whole squad. So he was yeah, playing yeah. with the B squad. Now, Jansen, I want Jansen with the A squad. I, don't, I want him to replace Funes Mori and keep the rest of them there, you know? I don't want them to give him, yeah, minutes of Leones Negros and Cafetaleros. No, yeah, with give him like only the real four, four of the starters, the regular starters being in the starting 11, you know? Like the whole back line is maybe Cesar Montes and like. Three p three guys from the from the reserve team or 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 whatever. It's just give him the A squad and let him see what he can do with those type of players. And and the, yeah, that I I agree. That's the only thing that's keeping me interested in these last two matches and the and the Club World Cup because if they don't put in Jansen, especially with the A squad or quote unquote A squad, I'm just gonna want to like rip my hair off. I, I, I just want to see what he has because then, 
you got to evaluate your talent. Even if I'm FEMSA, like, I want to see what I have in all these players just because I'm pretty sure they want to make up their mind if they want to get rid of some players. Obviously, they're not going to get rid of them all, but they want to see what they have in all their players. But, but yeah, that, that, that's it for me. Jansen, just getting those starting minutes and seeing what he does. Other than that, I... I don't know if I'll, yeah, I'll probably, I'll watch, but it's just like, I guess if, if, uh, if Jansen isn't even starting, that's already getting off to a wrong, a wrong foot. And I'm just going to be wanting to throw my laptop out the window because there's no use of us seeing Funes Mori anymore at the striker position, just because we already know what he does, what he's capable of, what he is. And he's not done anything special. Yeah. This especially this season, he hasn't done shit. And I just want to see what Jansen can do. Like it's it's time to stop giving some of these guys like cachet. Stop stop giving them this carte blanche where they can start no matter what. And I don't know if Mohamed is loyal to some of these players, even though they haven't won anything with him or didn't win anything with him his first stint. But but yeah, something has to change. And if we don't see any change against um Cholos on Friday, then yeah, I mean, just just get the season over with. But yeah, I think we'll recap this season more in depth how we're feeling uh, once once it's all over. But um, let's hear what uh, Rompas has to say, and then we'll come back and talk about all the future stuff that we want to see changed, who we want gone. And and then we'll transition to Terrayadas, who more than likely are going to be the only team playing from Club de Fútbol Monterrey in the Liga. So so yeah, just uh, hold on and see what what uh, he has to say. guys and welcome to the rumpa segment of the podcast on Rayal's 90 podcast um well we have a, a few things to talk about now that we know the the results of the of the entire um weekend um on saturday night i think that uh, a lot of us were not only mad but but really 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 angry because uh, of the result right um because you were facing the last team on the on on, on uh, throughout the entire tournament it's the, the worst team is the the last team on the qualification uh, board so they have won one game out of the last 42 now And uh, we have the most expensive roster in the entire league. And somewhere, somehow, everything went to... every Everything went sour, right? And, um, well, now that we are a bit more calm, I can't believe the luck 
the Royals has because the results that needed to be uh, <laughs> needed the, the results that, that are in favor of Royals having a chance yet they did happen so we're not eliminated yet um, we because we face one of those teams which is Tijuana next next week so if you win that you can actually go to the Liguilla by winning against Atlas the last game right so it's kind of kind of weird how we can actually go into the Liguilla and uh, taking taking into consideration that the actual results uh, for our club in this tournament have been awful right we have seven losses in the tournament which is well it's, uh, a lot right and uh, we still are there trying to trying to hold on to that last hope that last um, the last amount of faith that we have we have to use it for this couple of, of games that we have um, next next weeks mm. on the next weeks uh, it's gonna be first Cholos at Tijuana which is gonna be it is a, a tough game because of the of the the pitch you know um, Tijuana plays on a on a synthetic field. The the ball it's it, it bounces differently and, and so on and so forth, right? But we're actually we have good we have been having good results over there the last few years. Uh, we have W's there, so it could be it could be that that we could win. Um, but then it's gonna be Atlas. Let's just assume that we win those two remaining games and we go to the Liga. Mm -hmm. The only thing is that uh, what are we gonna do in Liga facing teams like Santos, facing teams like Necaxa, Querétaro, teams that are playing way better, way better than us. It's only the only reason why we as Rayados fans want to be in La Liga is because we have that uh, that memory of, of uh, Rayados with Mohamed in La Liga, which was, apart from the two finals, right? Uh, well, it was kind of... Uh, it, it, they were... The, the two of them, they were good Liguillas. Um, the one that we lost against Pachuca... We we had a great Liga up until the final, and the same thing happened with when when we lost against Tigres because we practically erased Atlas and, and Morelia before we got to Tigres. So so that that comes into play when it comes to to trying to to get there because we know what what Real is capable of, but. To be honest, at this moment, I don't see that happening. Um, there is, there is no no actual fact that lets me, at least me as 
my own personal opinion lets me think that we're gonna do well in Aliguilla. Everything is um, pointing that uh, we have no striker that can um, give us those goals. Because remember, if we go into Aliguilla, we would be on the seventh or eighth place. So that means that we gotta win. There's no room for for draws, right? Uh, much less l losses. And um, with, for instance, with Alonso, we qualified at third, fourth, fourth position, I think. And uh, the the actual qualification board like got us off the tournament because we draw. So it's gonna be much more harder this time because you're you're on the on the on the bottom of the of the eight that goes into the liguilla. So try I'm trying to be as as analytic and conscious as possible because right now the the, 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 the games especially the games for today that well if you're hearing this uh probably we wouldn't be today uh, the games on, on Sunday uh, the last games Morelia and and uh, Cholos well that gave us hope right but what it is is that um I don't see how we can beat teams that are playing way better way better than us um maybe you can resort to the fact that here in Monterey it would be the first leg thinking ahead right it would be the first leg and, and, and usually that's where the 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 actual the actual uh um finals or semifinals or finals decide on on the first game so it could be it could be something um different it could be something good maybe uh but again I don't see why mm, people would like to, to advance. Because remember that if we advance, then the people who are deciding which uh, players to get and, and how to, to run the team, meaning Davino, Vela, Ornelas, all those guys are going to stay because if we do advance to the Liguilla and, and for some reason whatsoever we make it to semifinals or even a final it's gonna be like you know what guys we we were right but but no I mean I think that uh this is one of the the worst tournaments for Royals that I have seen considering again the the worth of, of the team and uh, that we have lost against, um, uh, we lost against um, San Luis, we lost against um, Juarez, we draw with Veracruz, with the bottom of the of the actual tournament. The 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 teams that are not supposed to be difficult, we lost against them or even draw. And in Veracruz was worse because it was here. It was here in Monterey. We were the local team. We were at home. 
it was uh it was a mess uh I was checking up stats and uh for instance Pavon out of uh well the not just Pavon but Pavon Layon whoever tried to do a cross it was forty four attempts only four were received by uh an actual striker or, or whoever it was that it was on on offense at the moment so that's that's ten percent and uh the most annoying thing is that uh for instance Layun not one of them was a a really a, a good cross and I don't know why nobody else gets the ball and says like you know what you have tried the last eight let me have one you have tried the last four let me have one and and it doesn't happen i don't know why i don't know why i don't know if it's like the rumor that that says that um that Yun is playing because it is on his contract but maybe that part is too like he has to be the one who 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 do the crosses, whether it's a, a free kick or whether it's a, a an offensive thing, uh, play, I'm sorry. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's really, really, um, it was, he looked desperate to do a good one. But that plays into your mind when you try to do it because you're already under pressure. The people's started to boo him during the the game which I thought it was good because people had a, had to let him know that that uh, he's not doing good not even good he's not doing even okay for for the the player that he's supposed to be right mm. a lot of people ask like what do you expect out of Layun that makes you Makes you disappointed. He has never been that top player. Well, yeah, but at the same time, when he was here in America, uh, playing for America, he was at least twenty times better than what he have. Well, what we have seen over here in, in Monterey. So it's really, it's really not trying to compare Layun from Porto or from. Uh, Sevilla or whatever teams he played in Europe I'm trying to compare with the same situation which is a team over here in Mexico and he's not even um, complying to that uh, level and I don't know why everybody else sees the bench everybody else except him even Funes Mori was, uh, a substi was substituted at least one game or Jansen was uh, on on the starting eleven, and and Layun no, Layun hasn't been uh, substituted at any game in La Liga. Maybe at the cup or or whatever other uh, games that we have played, but in La Liga MX he hasn't. So that's part of the reason why the people is really upset with with Layun, and uh, again. I don't have to um, clarify, but at the same time, I do have to because I know who listens to 
to our podcast may think that well Layun he has overcome yes I'm not talking about Layun as a person he is a fighter he has overcome a lot of things I'm talking about his present um moment with our club he's not helping and uh Mohamed Houston um, on the left on the left side in the midfield he wasn't good he used him again uh, on the right backfield he wasn't good so he's gonna try to invent maybe a position for him but he's not playing so the the wise decision would be to bench him have Edson Gutierrez play there on the on the right back on the right back of the of the team have uh, I don't know uh, you you can use even uh, now that Medina is, is he has uh, one game as uh, to comply because of the red card uh, Medina is back for for Tijuana so you can use I don't know maybe Barovero Medina, Nico, Montes, maybe Banjioni, and you you can put uh, Gallardo, um, Gallardo, Celso, uh, Charlie, and uh, Pizarro, Pavon, Funes Mori, and uh, I would play with Jansen. Mm, but the thing is that uh, there are ways to have Layun on the bench, but I don't think that Mohamed is going to do it. Mohamed trusts him because he was good, really good when he was in America and Mohamed was the, the coach. So I think that that's the reason why. Um, now, not everything is bad, right? We have been seeing the best Celso Ortiz that I have seen throughout the entire time that he has been here. Celso Ortiz and Medina are on another, on another level. Um, unfortunately, those two are not going to change the, the team by themselves. Uh, Funes Moniz, this was his seventh game without scoring. And uh, he's not even, uh, at least against Veracruz, he wasn't even missing the chances he didn't have any chance the one good cross he did a good header but jurado the, the goalkeeper for veracruz did a great save that that was the only one everything else was just bouncing and, and trying to do as a post and uh, receive the ball and give to to whoever was uh open but the thing is that uh nobody I don't know. It was the worst game. So just to sum it up, it was the worst game that I have seen in at least a year. At least. Um, I can go even farther back. I think that maybe since 2015 when when Mohamed got here, maybe we had one or two games that was worse. For instance, uh, against Morelia here that we had a, a loss. To one that got Morelia to stay on the on the first division, maybe against Cholos on quarterfinals, the last tournament that Mohamed uh, was the coach. 
are are those two are maybe a bit worse but this one was because in this one you have a lot of players a lot of good players and you don't you don't seem to know how to use them and uh one thing that i do want to to explain or to try to to say is that uh we're starting to see that it's not the coach right the the people is starting to look at the actual players because uh we 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 must we must do so so the the rompista of the week definitely is going to be uh, against el sortis he was the one that uh he was the only one that they had that nerve to to keep going um this the the the, the only one who hasn't uh played bad at any point at least in this tournament so thank you guys for for listening um always remember to share uh to leave a comment to leave a rate uh we uh, the rompistas have just reached 7.6k on twitter at rompas is back shout out to eddie shout out to pat shout out to whoever it is that is on the podcast today um beside those two and uh Well, it's just a matter of the last thing that, that we're going to lose is the, our faith and our hope, right? So we we're going to be there for the next game and we're going to be there for the last game of the season. Hopefully against Atlas, we have that miracle and we can advance to La Liguilla just to see what it is that, that we can do. And uh, well, uh, it's time to to try to set our minds to to work up to which is in december is a month away so that's gonna be good too so thank you guys for listening and uh well have a great great week Welcome to our third segment of the podcast. First, I want to say I apologize for saying like a lot just because I'm just bust. I, I don't even know how to describe what I saw yesterday. And it's just even even though it's been about 24 hours or close to 24 hours, it's just still infuriating to think that they drew against um, Veracruz in a, in a match where A, they needed a win. And B, they already knew that they needed a win to try to make the Liga. But um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna try to cut the likes out of my voca- out of my sentences if I can. But Pat, let's let's talk about the future because a lot of people are telling or tweeting out they want certain players gone. But like we talked about in the live stream, that's. Not all of them are going to be gone. There's going to be some people returning, obviously. They can't just turn over a whole starting 11, especially in January where you only have one month to do business. But I, I, realis- I realistically see two or three players leaving. So I don't know if that's enough change for you. But but yeah, let me, let me just ask you that. Is that enough change for you? Is two or three players leaving enough to say, okay, there's, there, this is a start? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think 
you know, it depends also on who, but some players, there's some key players in there that really need to leave. And, and you know, if, if two or three players are a good amount, for yeah. sure, especially in a winter window. But, you know, depends on who they are and who they're replacing with. But it's not. Oh, bad, yeah. If, if it's, it's one of these players, st- if one of these players is Angel Salivar, I think he's leaving too at the end of this month. But if he's one of the three players that are supposed to be leaving, I am going to be angry just because he's not a part of that core that failed miserably. So if, if 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 it's only him and maybe two other guys that realistically aren't a part of that core, then, yeah, I think people are going to be pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off. I don't know if you're going to be pissed off. Yeah, Uncle Tadiora is leaving for sure just because of the loan expires. Um, and, yeah, if it's like... I don't know, Ángel Saldívar and the two other players that barely even play, like Ponchito and, you know, who are, you know, Orrito Vizcayas, like, what what yeah. changed, really? Um, but, yeah, there's, there's if it's key players, if it's normal rotating players that shouldn't be there anymore, then perfect. Two, three players is good. So but, let me ask know. you, Pat, who, if, give me two players. We're going to keep it at two. What two players would you be at least satisfied with and knowing that this team is starting to turn over the old guard players that have been here for a a significant amount or b just aren't getting the job done yeah i think dorlan is one of them and i think funes mori is the other like there's the two biggest that have been here for a long time that are producer stuff uh you know good stuff and everything Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're already too comfortable in this team. Mm-hmm. Whether whether they bring in replacements or not, they're always going to be powerhouses in the in the locker room. So they'll yeah, they'll... I think they have control of the locker room. I mean, obviously Dorlan is the captain, but those two, like you said, they've been here the longest, or or two that have been here the longest, and I think they have control of the locker room. I I think they have uh, the final say of what goes on in that in that clubhouse. And let me just um, roll out some of the players' contracts just because what's funny enough is that Funes, those contracts, like the length of the contract isn't available. I'm using SofaScore, and I used um, I looked at SofaScore, and I, lo- I, I looked at, uh, at Transfer Market to, to get the, the years of when those deals expire, and for some odd reason, they don't show up. I don't know if they never disclosed them, but... Yeah, they they they're not there. But let me give you the 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 expirations of the contracts of players that that they do have. So uh, let me start in the let me start in the um, let me start in net. Let me go from goalkeeper out. So obviously Marcelo Barovero, his contract ends after June uh, June thirtieth, twenty twenty. So next year his contract is done. Uh, when you get to the defensive or defenders, let me look at. So, just because I want to say this one, uh, Basanta's contract is over in June 30th, 2020, so he will no longer be a part of the club. Um, Nico Sanchez's contract is over next, this no, in two years, December 31st, 2021. Uh, Leonel Vagnoni, his contract is up next year, June 30th, 2020. Or, yeah, June 2020. Miguel Ayun, his contract is up 
December 31st, 2021. So his contract expires at the same time as uh, Nico Sanchez. Stefan Medina, there is no con- there's no like contract length on his. I couldn't find anything. Uh, Cesar Montes, his contract ends June 30th, 2020. So a lot of defenders' contracts are up in June. So either they're going to either be sold, extended, then sold, or I don't know. But yeah, something's gonna something's going up with that. Uh, moving on to the midfield, Ponchito Gonzalez, his contract is up June 30th, 2020. Urrata Vizcaya. Yeah, he's another guy that there is no information on him. Like, I don't know if they disclose that. Um, Avila Soltado, there's nothing on him. I think they probably... It's uh, next semester. It's after yeah. next semester. Yeah. Salso Ortiz, his contract doesn't... His contract expires next year, too. June 30th, 2020. Uh, like I mentioned, there's no... I, on Sofisco, there's nothing in on transfer market. Uh, Jesus Gallardo, his contract ends in June 30th, 2023. So he's so out of, I think, out of, I think him and Pizarro are the ones with like the longest contracts in terms of years left on it. Uh, Maxi Mesa, there's nothing I couldn't find. Like, there is no, on Sofisco, there's nothing. And then on Transfer Market, there's nothing in terms of, of years left on the contract. But, uh, like I said, Pizarro, his contract expires June 30th. 2023 and then making our way up obviously the loan deal with uh, Zaldivar expires December 31st he goes back to Chivas and then Funes Mori there's nothing and Vincent Janssen there's uh, his contract doesn't expire till 2024 so yeah so Stefan Medina um, Funes Mori and Pavon are the only three that I couldn't or and Mesa are the four that I couldn't find like the the years left on on their contract. So a good portion uh, will be up next June. So, but I don't know if people want to wait. And I don't even think something like Cesar Ortiz, for example, I would like to extend him for another year because he is thirty years old. So unless they have a young replacement ready to go or they get a young replacement, might want to extend him. But. For the most part, people like Vagnoni, I don't see them extending that contract. Um, who else did I mention? Oh, Barovero, I don't see them extending that contract. So, some players are going to be moving out, moving on after June of next year. So, but in terms of uh, this this winter window, who do you want? Who do you, I, who do you think realistically is going to go? Like, I know you said who you want to go, but now that you know, like whose contracts are are set to expire. Who do you realistic, realistically see going? Realistically. Um, realistically, Reta, uh, maybe even Ponchito, like in the Mexican market. It's not a difficult move. Uh, who else? <laughs> like realistically, it's very hard. Now, the only thing that gives me hope uh, for some of these big names to leave on, on January is that the MLS signs in January. Mm-hmm. You know? So, that's, that, that, that could definitely... And that Brazil, definitely... if I'm not mistaken, right? Brazil, Brazilian League. 
Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, I know. But I, yeah. I'm just saying it just because their season is over with. Uh, by the way, like they 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 play they don't play like a European schedule. They play their own schedule. They they they're not their their season is done, and like I think, yeah, they don't play like a European schedule. If I'm not mistaken, they play. I think that it's closer to how the MLS does things. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 I'm not sure about that one, but, yeah. but, 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 yeah, I mean, uh, I'll look that up know, while you give out ML- your thoughts. MLS, MLS is is a league that's taking some Mexican talent in the past years. They're taking like big names. Uh, that's what gives me hope for, for them. For yeah, somebody they took to... uh, they they took Brian Fernandez. They took um, Rudy Diaz from Morelia. Those are like the two at the top of my head that have gone from that are just not like Mexicans who are. For for clubs that are looking to sell or or you know sell tickets by by marketing Mexican players, but just players that are, that that were playing in in, in Liga MX and and went on to to go to MLS. Yeah, so the MLS is a is an opportunity for 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 Monterrey to sell some of these players with a with a big name that uh that might be difficult to move uh, to Europe, but the MLS is a good uh, like step for them to for them to go and 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 in those you can include the uh, you know the colombians in dorlan pavon in in aviles well not aviles he's not going but in dorlan pavon funes mori argentinian striker uh mls loves that um you know layun might be willing to try the mls i think he, he it's something that he will love actually when he first arrived to monterey there was a guy reporting that it was just for a year and then he'll move to the MLS. So <laughs> hopefully that happens. Um, and, you know, maybe a couple more of those that could that could take the MLS. But I'd see Funes Mori and uh, Pavon and Layun being options to, to move to the MLS, to the MLS um, this next semester. Yeah, I- I'm looking at Funes Mori and I'm looking at LA Galaxy. I'm hoping... Zlatan moves on because then yeah. that's they're gonna need a striker, at yeah. least a veteran striker. So, uh, and I think they have a uh, Christian Pavon, yeah, maybe the left side, alone, yeah. on a loan for another season. Or uh, I'm not sure. I, got, I don't. I'm not familiar with the with the loan deals there. But I'm hoping that, you know, they they think that an Argentinian connection works there. So hopefully they do that. But uh, the Brazilian league, Pat, their their season goes from May to December. So oh, yeah. So yeah, they can maybe get a look at there for for some players. I mean, Pato Sanchez left Monterrey, if I'm not mistaken, from Monterrey to Santos. So yeah, it was Monterrey Santos. Yeah. So hopefully, someone decides to follow that same path, and it's a significant player. But but just to to give you my thoughts on who I who I want to leave. Uh, right away, and then who I realistically think is gonna leave. I I want Miguel Layun to just please leave. It's 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 enough. I've had enough of you, but the contract doesn't end till twenty twenty one. And again, if he, unless he goes to MLS, I don't see another Mexican team playing a thirty plus year old guy that can't defend and has issues crossing the ball. He'll make a, a goal from set piece here and there, uh, but it's not enough to justify 
playing in the starting 11 week in and week out. Uh, the the next person I want gone would be Dorlan Pavon. I think it's time for a new captain. Uh, somebody somebody else or don't have a captain. I don't know. It's just you need a new voice. You gotta you gotta get rid of. You can't. The thing is that you can't have a new captain unless if the old captain is there. It'll just be awkward. And then yeah, I think it's just time to move on from him. And and but realistically, who I do see leaving, obviously Oreta Vizcaya, I see him gone, and then I see Ponchito gone, and but that's not going to be enough for for for, to, for people to calm down. I just these guys make too much money to to just move on really quick. Now, if they're like on reasonable deals with with wages that are reasonable and other teams can afford, then maybe. But unless a rich MLS team is calling, unless the, a rich uh, team in the Brazilian league or a rich team in, in the Middle East or a rich team in, in China comes calling and say, we want that player. I don't know if uh, some of these players are actually going to leave just because they make too much money like we've talked about. And it's... It's our own fault for giving them ridiculous wages that we can't get out of. Yeah, exactly. That's the difficult part of um, sending people out is who's going to pay those mon- that yeah. money. Yeah, you're pretty much the only people that can pay them are rich teams. And rich teams don't want to take on another team's rich problems unless the player is really good. Like, I don't see... Just for example, Santos in Brazil taking on Dorlan Pavon's wages. You know, I think they took Pato Sanchez is just because his contract expired, right? If I'm not mistaken, Pat. Uh, you catch me off guard on that one. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. Uh, but I uh, know, hopefully, somebody answers that. But um. But probably, yeah. But yeah, so plus South Americans, South American teams are are not stupid. They're not gonna. I think they're all laughing at us for spending 15 million on Maxi Mesa. I'm pretty sure all of them are laughing at us. It's, it's just like, dude, you spent 15 million on a guy that's probably worth seven or eight million at the most. So yeah. I feel I feel like Maxi Mesa is a, is a great player, but uh, I don't know if he's he's ever like got into it to the club. Like I don't know. Just he just never seemed like compromised. Yeah, I mean, you go from playing Libertadores, you go from playing Sudamericana to to pretty much playing in the CONCACAF Champions League. It's just like your your hunger, if you want to call it that, drops. And it's just like you're playing against MLS clubs. You're supposed to get hyped up for playing MLS clubs. And, and I don't know, maybe he thinks that's beneath him. And, you know, he's, he's, he's used to playing Boca, playing River. He's used to playing some of the best clubs in South America and the Libertadores. So... Yeah, it, it kind of just it just doesn't feel right. It just it just hasn't felt right since he's been here. He's he's shown flashes of what he could be, but then he just goes back to being inconsistent or invincible or invisible. Yeah, and and you know I kind of get that where they're coming from. Like I'm playing in the big league, big teams against the big teams, uh, in the huge tournaments, and now I gotta face Puebla Pachuca. 
don't know, Necaxa, Copa Mekis, Veracruz, you know, against MLS teams, against Honduran teams, against El Salvadorian teams. So, yeah, I kind of get that. But but that's where you are. That's where you are. Nico Sanchez took advantage of that and knows exactly where he's at, knows exactly what the team's uh, facing. And and he, and he, and he, fell in love with it. Like, he took it as, you know, this is my job. This is where I work right now, and I'm going to give it my all. That's what you got to do as a professional player, I think. And some of them are just thinking, oh, I could be here, I could, or I should have stayed there. And, you know, that'll never make you feel 100% of where you're at. So you'll never give that 100% uh, to the club that currently owns you. Yeah, and plus, I'm pretty sure he's getting way better wages than he was getting at Independiente. So... He does share some limb. Like he did sign the contract, he did sign. He had, he did agree to the transfer. Obviously, the player can say, you know what, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Monterrey. I don't want to do any of that. So he does share the blame along with the with the with the club for paying that high wage. And realistically, I don't see him leaving until the summer. And so we're stuck with him. It's, it, it just feels like we're stuck with so many players we don't want. And that's the tough part. You can't get rid of all these players all at once. And I don't even think the, the ones we want to get rid of are leaving in the, in the, in the January window. Pat? Yeah, like, like some of these, some of these, um, these transfers are very complicated to, to, to be done in January for sure. So let's move on to the management team just because that's that's what we've been wanting to talk about. So what do you think? Because I am pretty much done with all of them. Uh, Ornelas, Bella, Davino, they can all go fuck themselves just because they have no idea what they're doing and they're just spending money stupidly. But... um. And yeah, the reason we don't want this team making the Liga is because they can try to save their jobs, or it would they would save their jobs, especially if like Monterrey were to go on a run to the final or whatever. I, I just don't want these guys keeping their jobs anymore. I, I don't know if you share the the same opinion. Yeah, and there's definitely people there that. Haven't been doing their job for years, and that's the culmination was was yesterday or against Veracruz. Uh, just a bunch of bad decisions blended in together uh, with a lot of money. You know, sometimes that's never the answer, and that's what they tried. Not much planning, a lot of it just going by by short term goals like, oh, we need a striker right now, uh, Vincent Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, right back. Uh, Let's go get it. Oh, Miguel Ayun is available for, for a couple of million. Eh, why not? Let's take him when you didn't really need him. Uh, you know, a bunch of those type of decisions. Uh, oh, Turco Mohamed is available. Well, we just fired our coach. You know what? Let's go back to Turco Mohamed. Like, try different projects or grow a, a, an incredible project. Get people that did your coach. You know, Alonso could have been a great project, I feel like. But the ma- management just never gave him what he needed. Um, yeah, he so was never. A, he was never in the. Of, I, I don't think he was ever in the room when it came to like, um, for for players. Like when when it came to like acquiring players, they never gave him players that fit his system. Or I don't know if they actually went to him and and said, "Hey, 
what players would you like for us to to take a look at or do you have a list of players that you've looked at and and think that they fit your system it's just you just can't spend you can, you just can't throw money and expect it to fit uh, a coach that has no say in it sometimes players you know uh, you can buy the best or you can buy a lot of good players with with money but sometimes you just got to planify it in a better way like okay yeah, we need money to spend on a few players, but what type of players do we need? Coach? Okay, this type of player is cool. Well, what we can afford is this. What do you think of this? Okay, yeah, I can choose like three of these. Three of those will be perfect for me. Okay. And, you know, and Carlos Vela, Julio Davino, go and try to get this three, find the best deal and take it home. But trying to go with what the coach needs. Did Dio Alonso ever need Layun? No, he was perfect. He was perfect without Leon. Why did, did he need Maximesa? <laughs> yeah, did he need Maximesa? No, because Maximesa doesn't play like the Olanzo plays. Miguel Leon does not fit how the Olanzo plays. So, uh, you know, it just, it just, it just didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense a lot of these transfers, and it was, and you can kind of tell that there was no, maybe there was talks, you know, between the coach and, and the people up top, but at the end of the day, the decision was always made by. By the people up top that said, nah, this guy is going to kill it. Yeah, I can feel it. And yeah, okay, cool. Uh, with who? Uh, who's his coach? What type of, uh, you know, what type of formations is he used to playing? You know, a bunch of stuff. They just kind of feel like they really don't go much into detail uh, with, with a lot of these players. And that's what, you know, uh, what happened against Veracruz. It's just everything just culminated into that bu- huge beautiful big mess because we were all killing we were killing Funes Mori we were killing Dorlan Pavon we were killing Maxi Mesa Miguel Ayun Cesar Monte we were killing everybody in that team and all of the people that we were killing they, were, they would be starters every 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 in every team in, in Mexico in every single team in Mexico but at Monterrey together they're a fucking big mess yeah it's a disaster I, I, I don't know just out of curiosity I'm looking at the um the 2015 Pachuca team that Diego Alonso coached and that he won the Liga with. I Some of these players wouldn't even be starting for Monterrey, but somehow, it, it, I guess, be under under Diego Alonso and his system, they were they were able to thrive and and win a win a championship. Obviously, there were some young some young prospects that were just getting, you know, their professional wings under under him as you know he had Lozano he had a young Pizarro he had a uh, uh, Gutierrez so he had three like really young talented players and then obviously the old guy and Conejo Perez and yeah I'm just like I look at the defense uh it, it it on paper just by the names there's no way that team is better than Monterrey's but I guess just because they bought into Diego Alonso's system or or they were what he was looking for at that certain position. No, they... and, and and what happened, especially during that final, it was it was that exactly. Like Diego Alonso stood to you know you remember how we beat Tigres? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened when they when they beat us when Diego Alonso beat us in that final. We attacked, we attacked, we attacked. They got a couple goals, simple, easy goals, and that was it. They didn't need anything anything else. They just needed to defend, and that team went all out to do that, just that. Because they said, okay, Diego Alonso, this is what you want us to do. Perfect, we'll do that. And they 
defended like 50 freaking shots from Rayados in one night. The, the second leg, there was like 50 freaking shots from Rayados. And they yeah. defended it and they held on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure they bought into to what Diego, uh, Diego Alonso was saying. Like, you know, he I don't know how he was in that dressing room, but the guys were like, you know what? What he's saying makes sense. And the way he's saying that we can, the way he's telling us to play that that's the way we can win uh, a championship, well, well, let's do it. Just because, it, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, I don't, uh, like, and like I said, that's that's when, that's the same way we beat Tigres. That's when everybody was just, just seemed to be in sync. And uh, it was great. It was great for that moment. And we loved it. But, yeah. but you know, uh, it seems like the players were, since they were not made for that type of yeah, style, that's what I was about to say. They yeah, didn't, they, they couldn't hang on for in that playing style for too long. You know, they wanted to be themselves, uh, be in a more comfortable position. Like Maximus is not that comfortable defending eighty five percent of the time he's out there. Uh, Pizarro also was not really comfortable being behind the the half halfway line. But players like Nico Sanchez were very comfortable running mm-hmm. up. Uh, for a corner kick or for a or for a set piece, uh, you know, free kick. And there's some players that really did, uh, you know, uh, looked amazing under the Alonso because they fit that system perfectly. But the reason that all of these other players that supposed to be really great don't didn't look great is because they just didn't seem. Uh, yeah, they're not they're not built that. for that. System. So there's players that really fit into some some coaches that that benefits benefit them a lot. There's just some pl- players with other coaches that really just they should get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, I think this is where... I, I can't even say they got to get this head coach or they got to look for this type of head coach because you don't know who's going to be in charge come come January because, I, I mean, I think they'll make a decision by after the Club World Cup. They'll, they'll make a decision and say, hey, these people are leaving, these people are staying. But... No way that these guys should be keeping their job past the Club World Cup. Even if I'm FEMSA, I don't even give them that chance to go to the Club World Cup. Like, you guys have wasted my money uh, and given me... Like, I've given I've given you guys, like, a, a, a good checkbook and you haven't given us nothing. So it's just like... Why hang on to these guys for, for another month or so? So... As soon as the season ends, people got to be fired, just because it's 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 people want people want blood. Let's put it this way: the fan base wants blood, and they're not going to stop until certain people people are gone. But but let's just say for for sake of this podcast that that all three of those guys are gone, they're given their one way ticket out of town. What what do you want in a sporting director? Or what do you want in someone that's going to be in charge? Uh, you know, obviously have a good, uh, you know, the sporting director. I want for him to have a good, uh, a good metho- methodology of, of way of looking at things in the sense of you, you can you can look at football and soccer however you want, whether it's stats, whether it's the human eye, whether it's a computer, whether whatever it is, whatever you choose to be your methodology. But if you have that uh, method of looking at players to sign or coaches or people to sell, stick to it 100% and, 
have a good team around it, uh, you know, that really understands the way you look at these things. And that would, that would, like, if you already have a nucleus of people that think the same, then, you know, little by little, we'll start constructing a nice little thing where obviously we're going to have good, great players because we have good money. So uh, whatever style of players that we bring in, they're going to be good because we have that money to, to get those players, right? So yeah. uh, little by little, we're going to have a nice, 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 nice uh, core of players, coaches, and management that will all think the same. And, in, and if they all think kind of the same, then we're all going in the same direction. And, you know, it's, everything's better when you're yeah. going in the same direction. I want to ask you, do you have a preference, like a nationality? Because I, I know there's some people that prefer we not pursue a, a, an individual because of the nationality, or for you it doesn't really matter. No, uh, no, not really. Not really. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think I want someone that's has some type of experience with the big club. Like it doesn't, he doesn't have to be in charge, but he has to be like the right hand man uh, of of the person in charge, because I don't want just someone that's old, because like old or or has these old ways of thinking, just because. You know, soccer is, is, you're seeing a lot of people in charge much younger and younger in, like, other sports. Like, so it's just, I don't, I, I want a combination of forward-thinking ideas and and just having a touch of experience. Just because I don't want, like, I don't want what Toluca has. Just, just point it that way. <laughs> I don't want what they have. I don't want... uh what they have over there i don't and i don't i more certainly don't want what chivas have either but they look like they're getting their shit together but i just i just want someone that that's forward thinking that can that can that that just has that experience doesn't have to be in charge but has that experience working with a big club and and winning helps maybe a trophy or two but just give me some type of person that knows what they're doing just because they gave Davino a chance and, and he was kind of experienced, especially handling a large checkbook. And it's just, yeah, I think experience should be at the top of the list when it comes to looking at a new uh, sporting director. But, um, but Pat, uh, I think before we wrap the, the podcast, we gotta, we gotta talk about Rayadas and then we have some Twitter questions, but yeah. Uh, Rayadas defeated Chivas on Monday. They got two goals from Daniela Solis, Daniela Solis, who was also named uh, Player of the Week for, in the in the Liga MX Femenil. And and uh, at the at the top of my head, I haven't. I gotta look up the stats, but uh, but but yeah, Daniela Solis got. She was close to getting that hat trick. I know you saw the second half, Pat, but just because. That's going to be the only soccer being played at the BBVA, especially like once the regular season ends for for Monterrey. Uh, like, what what do you, what's your just your opinion on the team heading into the into Liga? Because if uh, everything stays the same, which more than likely it will stay all the same in, in terms of the standings, they're going to play 
they're gonna play Chivas, so more than likely. And then I saw the the bracket that the Feminine League put out just a couple of days ago. If everything again, everything stays the same, they'll be playing Tigres in the second round. So no final. It'll be playing. They'll be playing them in the semifinals. So they'll have to exercise those demons sooner rather sooner than expected. But but you know, just watching that second half uh, against uh, Chivas, what did you think of Rayadas? They look really good. I mean, what what sucks is the, 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 it was super complicated to get that stream to work. Really, like my computer was just messing with me. Uh, but I, I I got it at the end, and uh, they look really good. They created a bunch of chances. Uh, you know, after 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 seeing them for for a few constant minutes, for a bunch of constant minutes, uh, you can see they have an idea of what they're doing and how to create those chances. And now it's just up to the to the people up top to finish them off. Uh, like it was the case for Daniela Solis. Like it's not the case for in the men's side. Yeah, yeah, they're creating their chances of uh, uh, contrary they're to the off. contrary to the men, they actually finish their chances. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but no, so what I what I the thing that stood out to me the most, like the word that that, that stood out for me the most was constant. How they're constant and on creating plays, they 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 know how they play, so they try the same thing or not the same thing, but you know a similar way of creating plays, and they do that and they stick to it, and they're good at it, uh, because they've been there for, for for some years now together. They have a coach and players that go along with each other, <laughs> you know, not not that get along, but that they go along in the sense of how they think and how they play, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's why they've been successful. And uh, and now I just wish, you know, somehow something changes so we can face Tigres in the final, so that we yeah. can get our first revenge of two that we have with them in there. Yeah. I mean, if 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 there's no Turco revenge, then at least Rayadas give us a revenge there. But uh, okay. but yeah, just going back to going back to Rayadas, yeah, I, that's the thing that kind of maybe that's underrated. It's just you kind of get a sense that all these players like playing with each other, like they get along. They're, I don't know if you follow, I follow some of them on, on Twitter, IG. They, they're just posting pictures always, like, they're always together. Like, it's just not on the field. Like, it's not just, hey, we play together, uh, we'll just hang out here at the, at the training rounds. No, like, they get along, they, they go out with each other. It's just that, I, I don't know, like, for me, it, maybe, it, I don't know if you see a big deal out of that, but I think players that pretty much you're closer you're, you're playing you're seeing them more than you are your family you, you would think that some of them would try to like just bond like just you know i don't know if it sounds cheesy but yeah just play play together and or not play together but go out together try to bond with each other and and yeah and it's just it seems like that rayadas they do that well and i've never seen Anything from from the, the men's side where it's stuff like that, where it's just, yeah, you see pictures from the social media account and and yeah, but you don't see them hanging out outside of the training grounds. You don't see them having that camaraderie or, or that just that. Yeah, that camaraderie where they're all together. Uh, 
it's it, it and it doesn't feel fake. Like I, I go back to that Nico Sanchez goal where he where he goal hugs Diego Alonso and it just seems so fake. I don't know. I don't know if you if you buy into that or or you notice that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it seemed very fake. But yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you on that. There's also somebody told me the other day how a lot of these players from Monterey, from Rayados, from the men's side, you know, go out a lot to nightclubs. So obviously they're not posting that, but that they that they like Jansen, Pizarro, Ponchito. They saw him the other day, those three in a nightclub. Uh, and the Yeah, the Rayados are posting that. They're just posting stuff like... But, like, but they are going out, but it's just more like to get like food and all that stuff. Like, It's just like simple. Like if you're going out, like I follow you on Instagram. It would be similar to what you post on your Instagram. So it's just like stuff like that. You don't see them. Maybe maybe it's just, again, maybe it's, it's just maybe what they're showing. But for the most part, it's just like, I don't know how much like camaraderie you can you can build going to a to a nightclub or whatever but it's just like i don't know it's just it just feels different no, when when you, well, fo- when, when you look at I don't, squad. I don't know i don't know how much camaraderie you can build on that but the fact is that they're, they're going to nightclubs and drinking in the middle of the week like that's the problem yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and obviously and obviously you know i don't know if it pays off uh, like shows off or not but panchito has been injured for for ages and he's out there drinking like yeah maybe i know you're injured but man come on try to get into the best shape possible pizarro only cares about the important games like he did against veracruz the other day jansen barely even plays uh right now so you know i can understand why he's going out yeah. and he wants to know the city he wants to know the people but you know it's uh, uh you know maybe don't go out to a nightclub you want to drink <laughs> you know do it at a, at a, at a house so that people don't see you at a nightclub. I don't know. Yeah. That's my way of thinking. Yeah, but, but let's let's get it back to that because you see, our, our frustration is from the men's side is leaking over to the women's yeah. side, and the women yeah. are playing great. But uh, yeah, they they get they get cholos tomorrow or today when you're listening to this, and yeah, I think they should win that match. And and I was looking at the standings right now, but um, it it, it looks like Tigres and and, and the Rayadas are going to finish one two. And then if the the chart or the little I'll tweet that out um, that that the Liga MX family brought or tweeted out, but yeah, it looks like that they'll be facing each other in in the semis rather than the final. So if they play each other and and these standings stay still for I think there's just two more weeks left in their season two. I know they played. Uh, I think they they played. Yeah, there's two more two more. Matches in their week, so we'll 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 see. But it, it it looks like they'll be playing Tigres in that semifinal if they get to that. But that opening round against Chivas, they look like they took care of, they took care of them yet last week. So I I don't I don't see any issues uh, if they face them in the Liga. But it's not said and done. But yeah, the the Rayadas are probably going to finish first overall in the in the league. So. We'll we'll see what where that goes, but but yeah, if you're if you haven't watched any of the games, you definitely should. I know it's kind of harder for us in the U.S. to watch them, but I'll, I'll do my best to put out a, a link, usually YouTube link, and that's easier for people to watch. 
you can obviously watch it on your phone you can watch it on your on your computer or if you have like a smart tv you can watch it on on there through the the youtube app so yeah because right now the men's squad is just frustrating us all to death so watch us maybe get a sense of what it's like or get us yeah get a sense of what it's like to su- support a support a squad that wins and likes each other but but yeah they'll they'll we'll we'll see what what goes on there i'm hoping we can have someone way more knowledgeable than us to to to, to like help preview the the ligia for them and and the other clubs just because we're going to turn into like a rayadas podcast uh very soon because the men are going to be done and then they don't play for a few more weeks until the club world club starts so yeah well i'll throw out a tweet and say you know hey who's does anybody know anybody that's uh knowledgeable on 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 liga mekis feminine so but yeah i've had uh any final like thoughts that you have no, Rayadas, uh, ready for the Liguilla to start, really, uh, because they're the only ones that are going to, they're the only ones with must-watch football right now in Monterrey. Yeah, for for the club, uh, Club de Football Monterrey, because that other yeah, team yeah. is going to be playing Liguilla, so kind of bums me out, but but let's get to those Twitter questions. Uh, Pat, I don't know if you want to pull them out. Um, I think there's maybe two or three. Yeah, let me let me go go to Twitter right now. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. There was two or three, yeah. So, we can start with, uh, oh my god. Um, here it is. I'm getting close. Uh, okay. Who do you realistically see the board selling from the squad for the upcoming season? Uh, I mean, we kind of answered that. I think this it's probably going to be... Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go Paul... ahead. Read their ad. Yeah, sorry. Paul uh, Garate Kiros. Paul underscore Garate Q. I mean, we kind of said it. We think it's probably going to be, depending on their contract situation, Lorete uh, Vizcaya. I couldn't find, like, the, the year the contract ends. And I think Ponchito's probably gone. You can see him being sold to, like, a a Puebla or a, or maybe a Juarez or a San Luis or some like a mid-table Pachuca or somewhere like that for like a low amount, maybe like two, two million, a million. I don't know because this contract is ending in June. So not a lot of value there. So, and then, like I said, Rete Vizcaya. So I think those two are primary targets and I know people don't want to hear that, but reality is that, some of the people we do want gone make just too much money to move in one month. Like you really do yeah. have to, to if you're going to sell to a South American team, you're going to have to start flying to South America, try to get these players. I mean, again, MLS can bail us out, but we'll yeah, see that's if where that we, That's where we got to look at, um, especially if we want to move a couple of these big name players yeah. to MLS. But it's not uh, to be like a big club. It's this is No, no, whatever. Yeah. Whatever type of club, really, because you know, at the end of the day, it's the MLS. They, they're gonna get paid good. They're gonna live uh, really relaxed lives uh, in 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 some like I mean, maybe Pat, like Portland. I think the Inter Inter Miami's coming up, right? They're, I think they start playing yes. this season. 
this upcoming yeah, this MLS season. season. So, you know, try yeah, to trick them. <laughs> try to trick them and say, hey, can there's you a, this, this Colombian? There's a lot of Colombian. There's a lot of Colombians here in, in the city. So it will be a good ticket seller if we get Dorlapo on here, of course. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to pipe him up too much. Just say, yeah, yeah, he's a really good player. Like, really good. Like, you know, does, yeah. the, does, does, does some good crosses. And, yeah, and he yeah. shoots the bar from really far away yeah. all the time. And, yeah. yeah. Don't but, pay attention uh, to another... Twitter. <laughs> don't look at Twitter. Don't look at no, 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 no. Exactly. Do, so. do not get based on Twitter for that uh, for that transfer. But yeah, another one was Francis, from Francisco Velasco, Francisco EFB is a rat on Twitter who yeah, we, we talked to for the, the for the Puebla podcast. And yeah, he says uh, probability using a percentage that Rayos makes Liguilla. Zero percent. I don't want to make Liguilla. Yeah, me neither. But you know, there's a probability. If I had can... to give them a probability, I'd say ten percent. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, you saw 538. Uh, it said uh, it gave them 20%. So I'm going to cut that half into half and say 20%. Or not 20, 10%. So, yeah. Yeah. Between 20 and 20, just because I totally think they can obviously beat those two teams that they have remaining. But at the same time, I'm I'm thinking that they're mentally checked out. And yeah. That's where they'll lose against Cholos, maybe. Yeah, and they know... Uh, Mohamed is uh, is only there till till the, I think December thirty first or whenever that contract is over, and they know he's a sitting duck, so they're gonna be like, whatever, I don't gotta listen to you anymore. Yeah, 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 literally. Uh, and I, you know so what I feel that, like? That I feel really like, us, uh, especially for the club World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know who I don't kind of feel bad for, but it's just like, dude, why'd you leave your job? Is Aldo de Nigris? Because if Mohamed isn't there anymore, then uh, I think he's gonna have to go back to two then. <laughs> yeah, they'll get him back sure. <laughs> because if, if there's new management and that means new coaching staff, so I don't know if he's gonna be around. But I think somebody asked him if he would take like the Tigres job, so maybe. Yeah, he said yeah. Maybe he wants to. Yeah, I know he said that. I'm like, oh, great. But um, yeah, he'll he'll look into coaching or maybe go back to two then. But yeah, it kind of maybe he did want to go into coaching, so that's why he left. And he thought maybe this was like a stepping stone to to wherever he wanted to go, and maybe he has a plan B. But but it, it's not looking very good for him if if he ends up going back to do the end and he just wasted like a mo- two or three months, like two months or so, just yeah, doing this. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I think any more questions? Uh, no, that was it for, okay. for questions. Yeah. Uh, people are like tired of talking. I can tell you honest, I'm kind of. This hasn't been our best podcast. It's just been like it's been all over the place, and it's just like, oh, I've just had enough of this club for, for for a few. Like I said, I need a break from watching them. Uh, they play on Friday, so I'll probably watch. But I'm more looking forward to watching Rayadas and see if they can get their revenge or exercise their demons just because I want to see a winning team and watching Rayadas in and out or, you know, week in and week out, they, after like a, a tough start, they got their shit together and now they're at top of the league. So um, I'm just looking forward to seeing them. Other than that, I I, I, I think I'm going to be like the players. I'm just going to be like whatever until, until, 
unless Famsoft fires uh, the management, and, and then they start fresh and start looking for somebody. But but yeah, I, I'm 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 like the players. I'm I'm mentally checking out and just gonna coast through these last two matches. I know it's not gonna be a good quality podcast. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people are just tired of of this team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. Very, very. But uh, you know, I, I know, I know for a fact. Before the Club World Cup, we're all going to get excited just because it's we're there. We are in that position, and it's going to be a probably, hopefully, the start of the start of a, a renewed, you know, hope that next semester will be the good one. And then, of course, in the middle of that semester, we'll be like, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> but it's a cycle. I, I I'm just, I, I'm just looking forward to to. I'm going to ask you this. I'll ask you what you're looking forward to prior to the Club World Cup. But I'm just looking forward to to some type of press conference that the the leaders of FEMSA will give out. I just want to see what they have to say because they've been, throughout this whole ordeal, they've been quiet. They haven't said much. So I'm hoping at some point at the end of the season, yeah. they, yeah. they, got, they come out. Because I don't want to hear from any of those three guys because if they're fired then whatever they have to say is kind of irrelevant so yeah, yeah. i want to see i want to i want to listen from from some people that took decisions that were not correct and that need to be explained and i want to listen from them but then i also want to see move, movements you know obviously it's always nice listening to to his press conference uh, trying to wrap up their season uh, what went wrong? What went bad? What went good? What's what's great? But then, but then I remember the last press conferences that happened like that, and they never say anything. We always get more pissed off. So, what I want to see the most, apart from that, is is movements. Just somebody. fire someone. Fire. Yeah. Fire someone that's, at the top. Just give us blood. We want blood. Give us blood. We, we want some positive changes. Yes. Yes. I want blood. You want positive change. I just want people's heads. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones, but like when they have those heads on spikes, yeah. on those pikes, yeah. uh, at the end of season one, that's what I yes. want. I want heads on pikes. That's, uh, metaphorically, that... metaphorically, metaphorically, metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. That I'm not. That... I'm not encouraging violence. It's metaphorically. I want heads on pikes, metaphorically. But that's the episode that really. That's the episode that was like, fuck. I love Game of Thrones. Like that's the episode <laughs> that did it for me forever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but, yeah I want heads on pikes metaphorically. But uh, but well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll try to be better uh, once we talk about Cholos, uh, the matchup against Cholos. We'll obviously talk about. Uh, yeah, it's a week full of, full of Cholos. Raelas play Cholos, um, huh. and Monterrey plays Cholos to to start the weekend. But we'll try to be better. I know this wasn't our best podcast, but we're kind of like <laughs> frustrated, yeah. just like fuck. Like I just do I have to talk about this team? Uh, and yeah, so we'll we'll hopefully you enjoy this and use us as a as a term of uh, content for your frustration. So, Pat, uh, if you want to plug anything, I know you're doing something with BMI Plus or or whatever. But yeah, if you want to plug in anything. Yeah, BMS Plus. Uh, we're doing Monday and Friday. Well, and and uh, this week we might do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, yeah, I'm gonna vent. I'm gonna vent on Rayados. Um, there is in Spanish. So for the people that listen to this podcast, because I know there's a lot to listen to this podcast that uh, 
that prefer Spanish, <laughs> but they still listen just because, you know, they like their Rayas content. Uh, yeah, you can watch watch there, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk Rayados. I'll vent out my frustrations, uh, and it's going really good. First week is done there, and uh, there's some good responses. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping to have someone to talk about Cholos this past weekend or whatever they're available. Um, we'll see if we can get someone on, just because. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure people are just tired of hearing us talk, so I kind of want to change it up. Plus, it brings us, it gives us a little bit more extra energy knowing that we have someone else to talk to. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we get that, and, and yeah, just follow the pod uh, at Rayados90 if you're not already. I mean, we crossed 2,200 followers. We're at 2,204. Tell your friends, your family to listen. They don't have to have a Twitter account. Nah. As long as they have uh, a smartphone where they can get Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. So just, yeah, just follow us on Twitter if you're on Twitter. Uh, Subscribe to us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, Again, if you listen on Apple, leave a review, leave a rating. Helps. So, like I said, this wasn't our best podcast. We'll we'll, we'll try to step up our game uh, next weekend. and, And, yeah. Because we know the season's over, so uh, this is kind of like the morning of it. But but yeah, so for Pat, I'm Eddie. We'll, we'll chat with you guys, or you'll hear us next weekend. <laughs>